I'm continuing with some brief reflections from the book of Ruth. We come today to the third chapter, beginning at verse 1. Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, I need to seek some security for you so that you may be well with you. Now here is our kinsman, Boaz, with whose young woman you've been working. See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Now wash and anoint yourself. Put on your best clothes and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, observe the place he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. She said to her, all that you tell me, I will do. The word of the Lord. Holy God, once again, we place our lives in front of your open word, asking that by your spirit you would allow us to find our own place in this sacred drama, that it may be your word to us as well. In the name of Christ Jesus, the word made flesh. Amen. Naomi always had plans. Plan A was to marry Elimelech and raise their family in Bethlehem. But uh, severe famine ravished the land. So they went with plan B, which was to move the family to Moab and start over. But while they were there, Naomi's husband and her two sons died, leaving her destitute. So then she developed plan C, which was to return to Bethlehem because she heard there was food there. Her widowed daughter-in-law, Ruth the Moabite, returned to Bethlehem with Naomi. That was not part of Naomi's plan, but it did work for their redemption. Because as it happened, Ruth found herself gleaning for fallen grain in the fields of a prominent man named Boaz, who, as it happened, was a relative of Naomi. And when Naomi heard this, she then came up with plan D. Like Naomi, we, we all need plans. We have plans for our future, we have plans for our health and our relationships, and plans for our children. So many plans for our children. The seminary community certainly has plans. We can't even get through the day without a plan. One of the first questions Don and I ask each other every morning is, what's your plan today? Now, some would say that all of this planning is not very spiritual. But the Bible makes it clear that God also has plans. Plans to give us grace, what we need, and not judgment, what we deserve. Plans to heal our brokenness and to redeem our lives with magnificent missions. Plans to give us a future 
filled with hope. But God's plans unfold as it happens along the way while we are making the best plans we can. Like Naomi, if plan A doesn't work, you move to plan B or C or D. I know that some of you are up to plan X or Y or Z by now. That's okay. Go to double letters if you have to. But you have got to get off the hook for being right with plan A. That's hubris, and it's one of the deadlier sins. Naomi's plan D was to tell Ruth to go to the threshing uh, floor near Boaz's field that night to clean herself up and, and get there after Boaz had eaten his full and had his drink and was lying down to go to sleep. After he is asleep, Naomi said to Ruth, uncover his feet and lie down at them. When Boaz woke up, he was startled, and this certainly got his attention. The commentators on this text don't all agree what's going on with this uncovering of Boaz's feet. Some have suggested that Ruth was trying to make Boaz as vulnerable as she and Naomi were in life. Other commentators suggest that this is a sexual image. One commentator said that the preacher should try to avoid this text, which is what I was thinking last night. I think my favorite interpretation is that she was just trying to make him cold so that he would wake up. The text doesn't tell us why she uncovered his feet. So let's go with what the text does say. It tells us that when Boaz woke up, Ruth said to him, spread your cloak over me, for you are next of kin. In her wonderful commentary on this book of the Bible, our professor emerita Catherine Sackenfeld has pointed out that the word cloak in the Hebrew literally means wings. Like the, the part of, the, of a garment that is flowing freely, or like the wings of a bird, or the wings of God. Maybe Ruth was reminding Boaz of the blessing he gave in the previous chapter when he said, you've come here to find your way under the wings of refuge. And maybe it was God's plan all along that Boaz would be that blessing of refuge, God's wings of refuge for Ruth and Naomi. The phrase next of kin can also be translated the one with the right to redeem. And later in this third chapter, we see Boaz making plans of his own to redeem the desperate lives of Ruth and Naomi. It's striking to me that in the entire book of Ruth, 
we find no miracles. There's no holy visions, there's no voice from the heavens, there's no burning bush. There's just people making the best plans they can. And the grace of God that changes our lives, that redeems us, that brings us under holy wings is here mediated by ordinary people like Ruth and Naomi with their plans for survival, like Boaz, like you and me, who always have the opportunity to do the right thing. God will intervene providentially as it happens along the way to direct your resolve. But if you want to make a difference with your life, you've got to have some plans. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.